Hey y'all, before we begin, this is Frog here letting you know, here at Dicebenders, we've been debating for a while on whether or not we wanted to do a Patreon. Uh, we decided on not doing one. Uh, we don't do Dicebenders to try to make any money off of it. We do have uh, art and thought about doing merch and stuff like that, which would be super cool. Uh, however, we do this for the love that we share within the Avatar universe. You know, a continuation of a story that we all love to be a part of. Um, however, what we've decided to do as a way that you guys can help still support us is by uh, creating an iTunes account and giving us a five-star review on iTunes. Anyone who, who may not know, iTunes basically commands the podcast algorithm. So the more five-star reviews you have on iTunes the better off your show is going to turn out. Uh, we're going to be doing stretch goals. Uh, depending on however many uh, five-star reviews we get, that's still in debate on how much gives what, but there's going to be special awards and such for you fans out there. Uh, you don't have to say anything in the reviews unless you wanted to, but we're just asking to show support, give us a five-star review. Uh, also, a free version of support, word of mouth, you know, get the word of dice benders out. Uh, we're about to reach some really deep episodes here, uh, and it would just be great to share these moments with not just you guys, but your friends and other people that you may know, and share this with a five-star review. Uh, with those stretch goals that we have in mind after we get more information, we are going to keep you guys as in the loop as we are ourselves. But anyway, I've spoken too long. Let's get on with this episode. This is a Skeptic Frogs production. Fire. Air. Water. Earth. Eight years have passed since the Avatar's untimely end, with fear that the Avatar line may have ended, and with withering hope for the White Lotus to continue holding peace, the search for the next Avatar hastily begins previously on dice bender certainly uh my boy of course you can stay how are we getting there we could take the subway it is fast good morning councilman how are you doing today good morning good morning white lotus you guys are white lotus We're, this is our stop we're walking out with them activate stealth mode uh, Vana stands in front of you two and goes, I don't know exactly why they haven't tried communicating with us, but I think it is in our best interest to try to talk to this guy and see where he's going. Uh, you hear the busy street, uh, you hear the cars honking and uh, people walking, having conversations. You loop around the building and you see Vana is... Uh, walking out, heading towards the corner uh, that you guys turn to to get to the back, and you guys meet up kind of at the corner of the building. And she goes, Well, that was interesting. I'm gonna high-five Vana. Hey, that was great what you did in there. So good. Did you stop humming? Hey, you know... Um... You know, that might be why I was caught. Yeah, I, I should have started humming. You, <laughs> you absolutely got it, Jaeger. You're right. 
Humming is the is the universal sign for minding your own business. Right. So what did what did you guys discover? Well, let's not talk about it right here in front of or close by. Let's uh make our way elsewhere. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's uh let's let's head uh let's head back to the uh the subway. The deets are too juicy for the bubble for the public ears. Yeah. Super juicy. So juicy. I could make make a tall glass of orange guava juice. I could make a cactus juice drink out of this juice. Oh. Oh. Mm. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Yeah. Let's um let's get on moving. Okay, we get moving. I do that. We do that. <laughs> she just <laughs>, laughs. She, she she laughs at you guys. You two are such a blast. This is... Oh, I can't tell you. It's been a long time since I've been out having fun. <sighs> That's all we do is have fun. Yeah. Uh, we don't know how to do not that. Yeah. 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 I finger gun, um, Bonnet. She looks very confused when you do that, and just gives you a thumbs up, like, <laughs> okay. Oh, you don't, you don't do that? No, that's, that's kind of just a torque thing. Well, excuse me, it's a Taro thing, too. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah, um... So I think uh, I think we're far enough away from any crying ears. Uh, did you guys get any news? Any any updates on what's going on? Well, um, let me look at my notes that I scribbled. <laughs> um, so the guy at the desk is also a council member. Um, something about Rodan was speaking to. First of all, I should preface, I think we can trust Rodan. I think we can get him on our side. Right now, he's... I noticed... I noticed he didn't call me out when I ended up being in the office. Which is very good for us if we're gonna, um, avoid what they're trying to do to us. Let's see. Um, Rodan said something about speaking to someone named Gaia, Gaia's men, to deal with us or to test us to see if we are worth working with in this city or whatever. Interesting. So, does... <sighs> okay, so it sounds like the person that Rodin was talking to got Rodin to get these people against us. Yeah, it looks like it. Seems like he's the guy that's been uh, not letting us uh, have our audience. He's probably, I don't know if, how councils work, but he is maybe ahead. Or at least he's higher up than Rodin. Somehow. 
Huh. Don't know what his well, uh, thing is. What's his deal? The the way councils or the council used to work in this city was that each member was just as equal as the last, um, and more so they kind of commanded, so to speak, and she says this in air quotes, um, certain areas of the city. I don't know if they do that today, but if that's the case, then it sounds like the guy behind the desk could be in charge of where Rodin went, and it could be that he's just using superior his uh he's grandfathered in probably uh you know Rodin's pretty young he hasn't been in the council very seniority that's it that's it wow if sean was here he'd be slapping me in the back of the head <laughs> uh, but yeah he's probably using seniority against the the young councilman it seemed like it. he said something about how he used to be young and stuff like him or he figured out the ways of the world or something like that I, I don't know his views seem a little uh, cuckoo if you ask me yeah so what was his reasoning for bringing Gaia's men after us what do you think that that could be the people that came after you guys? I mean, the, the guys we were after said something about the lady. And this person just said Gaia's men. So I don't know if Gaia is the lady, but maybe? I look at Jaeger. What do you think, Jaeger? Thoughts? Uh, I, they could be one and the same. But we've only had interactions with the, the I look at the jacket because I forgot the name. Oh, I wrote that down too. Hold on. The the anti bender league or something. The bending revolt group? The bending revolt group is what I said the first time. Uh that is not an anagram for Gaia, so I don't, I don't, I don't know. They could be two different entities, but they're doing it. They, they want to see if our intentions are pure or something. Yeah. That sounds weird. It is very strange. But I think. The most unfortunate thing about this is that we can only go one of two ways here, I think. I think we either have to just play by their rules and figure out what they want us to do about this revolt group or whatever. Or try to get a hold of Rodin and see if he's our foot in the door. We can there's do a mix a, of both. There's also Mike, isn't there? We can try to get two out of the five. There is Mike. 
Mike? Hmm. Yeah, if we can Wait, do I know his name? Mike? <laughs> oh, the general. Yeah, you guys, you guys were in the room. Okay. You guys were, no, you guys were in the room when uh, Kevin was talking to his dad. Um, and Shivana knows Mike, so she would have said his name too. Mike. Mike is Kevin's dad. Oh, Santa Claus. <laughs> she laughs and goes, e yep, he definitely has a Santa Claus exterior. I don't know who that is. It's a it's a water tribe thing. Looks at my firebender garbs. <laughs> Looks at Jaeger. <laughs> yeah, uh, Vana doesn't even pay attention to what she said and just continues and goes, So, yeah, the more councilmen we can get on our side, the better, I think. But if the one behind the desk has that kind of seniority over Rodin, there could be a chance that he has seniority over others, too, or superiority. Frog. What's up? Is one of Yang's aunts or uncles part of the council? Um, none of the names that were said sound familiar to you. I didn't know if y'all were trying to say Rohan or something different. So, yeah. Okay, cool. No. No, no one's brought up Rohan. And, uh, so Vana... Vana goes... So I think... Maybe we can try to tackle all three of this. All three of these. Um, oh. Obviously, yeah. we've got a really good... So hear me out. I think we've got a really good foot in the door for Mike. You know... His son being with the White Lotus is pretty solid for our take, you know. But that also means that he, you know, he has... <sighs> wow, I'm really having a hard time thinking today. Um, Bias? Thank you. Wow, I can't believe I couldn't think of the word. Valhalla. Thank you. You, you get an inspiration by Tara. You've, uh, you've helped me oh, like four times. What do I do with that? So, uh, I don't know yet. <laughs> so, Vana goes, the only problem with Mike being related to Kevin is that the council may know that and know that there's some sort of bias. Knowing Mike, he wouldn't keep his mouth shut about that because he loves to hype things up. He would have told them that his son was a part of the White Lotus years ago, and probably never shut up about it. So that could be a problem. With Rodin, we don't exactly know where he's going, or where he's been, or anything like that. But him not calling me out in front of the other councilmen is good for us. So if we can find out how to get in touch with him, we may be able to convince him to help us get in touch with this council. And lastly, and you see she thinks a little bit more, 
before she finally says, We need to get to wherever these this Bender Revolt group or whatever is. If we can somehow swayed them, because it sounds like the councilman used Rodin to do this, but still hired them to prove our worth, or whatever his wording was. So if we can do that, that may also help us get in. Mm. Now, you guys were told where this group was last night, if I remember. You told me about this? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yes. we did that. Before we <laughs> made Master Plan Alpha. Yes, which is still... I I commend you. That was super awesome, uh, Jaeger. And she pats, she pats you on the shoulder. I shudder a bit. So... <laughs> you just in your pants, you leave a little stain. Disgusting. <laughs> I step away okay, from Jaeger. Uh, I, I know for next time not to touch him anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, if we can go... Hopefully they're still there. But if we can get to where you guys were told their hideout is, we may be able to get somewhere. And that could set all of this in motion. What if we uh, tried to um, go to, like, what am I trying to say? You know how, like, gang members tend to go to shady bars across the street from their hangout? We, we got the jackets. We can hang out. You're, you're looking for a hangout spot. Yeah, like, probably some shady bar nearby the Pro Vending Arena. But we one. definitely won't drink. Uh-uh. Oh, Unless. definitely not. Mm -mm. Not me. Nope. I'm 100% straight yeah. edge. Yeah. New year, new me. Well, and <laughs> that's funny. I shouldn't be saying this. And she kind of like looks oh. around and has this smile. Oh, like you in. can tell she's, she's a little mischievous. And she's like, since we're not wearing the sashes... The best way to blend in is to follow the crowd, so if a drink or two happens to pass your lips, I can't say anything. I have the biggest smile on my face. <laughs> and she gives you a wink. I finger gun her. I make that face. Jesus Christ, she runs I put a hand over away. your face. <laughs> Excuse me, put that <laughs> away. This is terrifying. It almost that's that's um for the listeners, it's Naruto making a face that looks I swear looks like Monstro from Binding of Isaac, if any if anybody knows that. That looks terrifying. It looks it like a rodent. Kinda looks like a horse face. Like yeah, that's another good teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Like the front face. Yeah, like a frontal horse face. <laughs> like take Naruto's face, put it on a horse. But, like, look directly at it in its eyes, peering into your soul. Or into burning you alive. Mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Staring into the void with no uvula. Oh, my so, God. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Jaeger, while we're discussing this face, go ahead and make me a perception check. A, percep a perception check? Oh, no. Just Jaeger? 
Do you know how far away my dad uh, is you can right now? Too. Okay. It's like immediately to my left. Alright, you got a 14. That's good. Wow, I got okay. it. The crit fail. Taro, Taro, Taro. Classic Taro. Classic Taro. Okay, so Jaeger, you notice you notice this. You happen to look up and um, you just so happen and in this mil uh, instance, you see it looks like a tiny like uh, trail of fire that seems to be flying through the sky in the form of what looks like some kind of viper or something. And it it um, comes over over your heads, circles around, and then starts retreating. Uh, Vana looks up and notices notices this too, and she goes, "Oh, um, that sound that looks like um, they got back to the they got back to the house." So follow that snake. Wait, what? That's a thing that just what? happens. What? What was that? Oh, what yeah, are you that's something about? Sean can do. Oh, sweetie, <laughs> there was a fire snake in the sky. That that's one of oh, uh, Sean's signals to, yeah, to get us to follow. He hasn't taught you that. No. That's a, uh, that's a hundred percent Sean. Uh, he created that technique. It's a signal. This guy. I follow. I follow the. Oh, snake. there's. There's a lot that he can teach you. You guys, uh, you guys follow the snake. You eventually get to the, uh, the house. I'm not going to describe what it looks like because I'll just input from before and because uh, you guys were there to listen to that. You knock on the door. Uh, this young firebender opens the door, or firebender-looking guy opens the door and goes, "Oh, hey, um, I'm sorry, we're not." Knock, knock. Giving out any donations or or anything like that, and um, Kevin comes, just walks by the door, sees you guys, uh, and cheerfully explains to uh, the butler that you guys are part of the White Lotus. Uh, he goes, oh, "Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah," and he opens the door wide to allow you guys in. Uh, we're gonna skip ahead, cut to a moment where all of you are in the room together. They he shows you guys all of your rooms. Uh, you guys look out the window and see that uh, Shang and Yang are meditating outside. You guys head out there. Uh, Kevin is busy inside the building. Um, but all of you are there. Vana relays all of the information to Yang and to Shang about what uh, happened with you guys. So everybody is caught up now about uh, the... Rodin being kind of squeezed into the situation with this other councilman uh, about trying to get this Bender group to go after you guys to prove your worth for the city and all this stuff. And uh, the entire time, Shang still looks like he's meditating, but you know he's listening. Uh, and she finally finishes and goes, So the best course of action, I think, would be to get... The ball rolling in three different ways. You know, get Mike's dad to side with us, which he, chances are he already did. Get Rodin to side with us, which sounds like he is. He's just too afraid to admit it. And find out what's going on with this revolt group. And Yang, yes. you're sitting there too, and you hear all of this as well. I think, I think, okay, bear with me here. I think we can do both at the same time. 
we'll have the diplomatic people in our party get a seat with the council and the heavy hitters to go take on the the the, the league of extraordinary people who don't like us. Okay. Does that include me? Am I a heavy hitter? Hit me as hard as you can in the face. Okay. I want, can I do that? Can I roll? <laughs> roll an attack. Yep. Wow, a two! So, Jaeger, standing perfectly still with your eyes closed, ready to take this hit. Taro, you go and you take your swing, but at the last second, you're like, Jaeger's my friend, I don't want to punch him. And you intentionally miss wide to the left. Oh, man. You, I... I'm... I'm Dang. insulted. How dare you? I'll get you later. My dad's hit me harder than that. Come on. Well, mine probably has... I'm... Sorry. <laughs> Dang. Almost got more plot and lore out of Taro. <laughs> so close. Yeah, um, Vana leans in intently when Taro was talking. So, let's see. If we think about the heavy hitters here... I think it would be good to go in with myself. And I think Kevin should go just for the sake of support. And possibly Sean? I don't know. I don't know who else should go. I, I'm not good with this part. I think I would, have an idea, but I don't, I'm not I think, good with the signing roles. And Vana speaks up and goes, I think it would be good to have Sean and myself split and each one of us takes two of you, basically. So that sounds fine with me. Uh, you know, I can fight, I guess, but I'm much better with a diplomatic approach. Plus, I know Mike, too, so, you know, that could help me out. So it could be you, Shong, and Kevin. Taro, how are you with talking to people? Well... I'll tell you one thing, I've <laughs> talked to many people in my life. And she smiles. And you see Vana just gives you a blank face as she was listening to what you were saying. And she goes, And Yang, <laughs> how good are you with diplomacy? I've never tried a diplom diplomatic approach. Okay. And you're related... No. Did you guys tell them about Yang's relations? I don't think I would say anything, because that's your business. That's your family business. Okay, so I, I'll make the decision that uh, Sean... I, I'm seeing if um, when... Taro, Jaeger, and Kevin all got together uh, with the teachers if they would have mentioned that you are related to Milo um, and therefore Aang's family. Uh, but it doesn't sound oh, like you guys would have brought it up. The teachers knew. <laughs> I really did the entire time. And I thought the teachers knew that I was because of Go. That's, that's a fair point. So you probably would have never even like brought it 
to their attention. So if you ever did say something, it wouldn't be because you're trying to tell them, you just think they already know. Um, and currently, Shang and um, Vana do not know. Uh, Go wouldn't have said anything because it wouldn't have been... It, it's not important uh, to who you are. Uh, okay, yeah, we'll we'll be finishing up here in a second. But Vana listens to you, uh, Yang, and says, Okay, you don't turn down diplomacy. I think it would be good to have an airbender there too. Um, airbenders are just, they think outside the box all the time. So that's, that's good. So we can do, we can do Yang, myself, I feel like maybe, and she looks at you, Taro, maybe you go with the heavy hitters. If I interject for a second, we're supposed, if okay. we're saying that Mike's, we have all the opportunity in the world to talk with Mike and make arrangements through him, not all of us... Except for the teachers, unless you want to come with us, we'll speak with the other uh, council member, and then we can all speak with uh, council member Mike at dinner or something. That's kind of what I was thinking. Mike would already be on our side. The diploma, the diplomacy ones, will be more or less getting information from Mike to find out who the other council members are, and trying to convince them to let us speak. The council members that I gained information on their names of from the servant. We don't use that word anymore, actually. Kind of an outdated thing, you know. No, no, I was just letting, uh, letting, uh, at that point when Vana said what she said, I was just letting Prov know that, hey, I'm going to let them know the names that I was given from the gentleman who opened the door. I get you. Okay, and she goes, <laughs> all right, that's good, we've got their names, so the best thing to do now is to put faces to those names. If we can find out who the council member was that was in that office, that would be great. Yes. Yes, I still think we should split the party. Uh, although I want to say this, the, the people in the diplomacy group should not split up beyond having those three. You know, I don't want one person to go talk to one council member and one person to go talk to another. That's a recipe for disaster. So I'm already thinking of Bayong and how we split the party up numerous times there. So I'm a little freaked out about splitting the party. We have two more people this time, though. Did we die, though? You're right. No one died. Uh, yeah, people got knocked out. They didn't die. It was a success of if I know one. Technically, Yang died in uh, Jaeger's dream. But that was a dream. 
that I don't know about. You lived at the end anyway. <laughs> yeah, I brought you back alive. Wow. So, wow. she she thinks wow. for a moment, and then she goes, Another really useful thing. The butler lives in the city. He might know of some rinky-dink uh, hangout spot like what you were talking about. Are you Let's referring to people. establishments? Let's follow where the drunk people go. Yes. We, if we can get somebody talking... More than likely, we can find out if their hideout is moved or anything like that. You guys have those jackets? I would say use them to our advantage. Nobody knows we are the White Lotus, right? So there's no reason to bring that up. I like that plan. I too like the plan. And, I keep looking uh, into this nods. fucking face, gif, and man... Man. I, I scrolled up. <laughs> okay, I, I also just scrolled up because I can't stop looking into the, the void. <laughs> Jesus. Kevin, you weren't in that little uh, group when they were all in the courtyard conversating with each other about what the plan is because your father just got home uh, and as he walks in he heads to where the kitchen area was which is where you put the cake that you got for him uh, he walks in uh, and Kevin what would you like to be doing at this moment? Hmm. Well chat with dad because one this cake and two, I haven't seen him in a minute. Okay. He walks in. Uh, you've you are putting away the cake in a really nice spot, and you hear uh, his usual uh, waddling thud as he walks through the hallway into where the kitchen area was. His uh, his butler, or at least the person that he has uh, kind of taking care of his home for him a little bit. Uh, or whatever he does, he kind of does a bit of everything, as far as you guys know, um, led him over to where you are, which is the kitchen-slash-dining area. So he comes in, he's got his uh, brown briefcase, he's got a jacket over his shoulder, he took it off when he got inside, he's still got his little uh, hat, if anybody's ever seen Sherlock Holmes, I'm sure everybody's seen Sherlock Holmes. But uh, that same type of hat that he has is the kind of hat that your uh, daddy wears. But he comes in and he goes, let me see if I can do this voice. Kevin, my boy. Welcome home, Dad. Long time to see, huh? <laughs> well, welcome home, son. And absolutely, it's been far too long. And he comes over to give you this really big bear hug. You know, you've, you've always known him to be great at these hugs that just encase your entire body in, in the husk that is his manly gut. Uh, and he finally pulls away, puts his hands uh, against your shoulders, uh, kind of rough, but, you know, it's a friendly way. And he goes, Kevin, we have so much to catch up on. I'm so glad that you were able to make it into the city. Yes, but first things first. Get care for some cake. 
I wouldn't have any other thing. Getting home, having cake with my boy. Uh, and he just smiles as he says this. Uh, you guys take some time, cut out some slices of the cake, and uh, he leads you over to where his office is. You go inside his office, it looks like uh, he has a small bookshelf of things uh, over to the right. doesn't have any kind of like fancy rug, it's just hardwood floor and one uh, very modest-looking desk. It's a very modest-looking office, really. Like, he's got a small um, type of... He's got a small clock on the side that just keeps a, a constant tic-tac of what time it is in Republic City. Uh, the window that's in this room is facing the direction of where the uh, the portal is. So at nighttime, you could imagine he stands there with a pipe just looking outside, uh, kind of thinking as he's looking at the lights coming from the portal. Uh, but he comes inside, he puts his briefcase down, he puts his jacket on a coat hanger and the hat on the coat hanger as well, um, grabs the slice of cake that you put on a plate for him, and the two of you go to sit over by where these two really nice, uh, looks like lazy boy chairs are across from where the window is to the side. Uh, he sits down, he starts immediately taking in bite after bite, uh, as though he is ravishing. And he finally finishes over half of it before he begins to speak. And he goes, so Kevin, tell me, tell me of your adventures. So... How are the things with the White Lotus? Oh, pretty good. Um, we, our first mission as a team, we went to Baylong. And have you ever heard of uh, Ludini? <laughs> of course. Who hasn't heard of Ludini? He used to make fantastic movies. His movies kind of got a little, or I'm sorry, his movers got a little uh, extreme for my taste towards the end, but I. I did hear on the radio that he is uh, missing now. Oh, he ain't missing. He he's on the run. Yeah, his movers. Why you why you say were a little real? Cause they were real. Those victims. Yeah, he actually used real townsfolk people in his movies. They nearly killed. In fact, one actor got obliterated by an angry spirit that he that Ludini uh, provoked. And caused so much havoc. Yeah. It sounds but, like he didn't have his head on straight. Yeah. Little man, big ol' head. <laughs> well, where he's oh, yes. going, wherever he goes, I hope there's room for his big ol' ego up his. However, yeah. the city he is safe. Sounds like a man with a big ego. Mm -hmm. The city is safe. Um, and the, the spirit is a please. And uh, uh, the only problem is Ludine was a big source of jobs for the city. Oh. Now, uh, I, I heard something about how uh, they were investigating a factory over in that side of town. Do you know, <laughs> I hate to talk business with you, but do you know if the factory is uh, available for purchase? Mm, purchase? 
considering the factory is abandoned, and I don't think you will have a problem getting the factory. It's just, it's, the factory is near a river, actually. It's actually by the river. So easy for water power. Come to think about it. And the city probably will welcome a, a, a brand new factory there. It is a factory city. A, a factory town, actually. Mm, that sounds very nice. And he starts scratching his big belly. He puts down the now empty plate over by a little uh, table that's between the two chairs. Like you could imagine, he would set a book there uh, instead of putting it away half the time because he gets distracted with things. But he puts his plate uh, at the at the table at the side and uh, goes. Speaking of business, Kevin, uh, I was curious uh, how your line of work with the White Lotuses, if you're doing uh, well, or if uh, you've ever reconsidered uh, my original offer before you left. I still like the White Lotus, uh, traveling around, but I hope to be a doctor one day. However, like your in mother. Situation like the situation like this proves the work that I've pre- the work that um, our company does uh, proves time and time again very important. Not just for uh, the communities around around our, our corporation, it, but also the environment itself. Yes. Uh, yeah, offer, you know, Igloo offer Electronics it. does its best to uh, mm-hmm. Igloo Electronics does its best to uh, do what's best for environment and for the people and all these things. It sounds like the White Lotus was a good fit for you, but you know, if you ever change your mind, my boy, you know, uh, you know, the door is always open if you wish to uh, come into the family business. However, I must ask: Are you the only one in your group that uh, that can heal? Me? Yes. Um, and you see he gets this big smile which uh, almost completely gets covered by the big walrus-like mustache that he has covering his upper lip and he goes well, give me just a moment I can uh, go fetch something for you I think that your group may thoroughly enjoy and he gets up very laboriously and waddles his way over back to his desk uh, grabs his uh, little briefcase, opens it up, and as he's doing this, there's a little knock on the door. Uh, he just just he just mentions, uh, hollers out that the you know come on in, and you see uh, this this young boy open the door. It, the kid looks about fifteen, sixteen years old, black hair. Uh, you can tell the hair needs to be cut. This is the same kid that opened the door for you guys when you first arrived. Uh, he's wearing Fire Nation colors, but Republic-style clothing. Uh, he just opens the door a crack, sees you, gives you a friendly nod, and then looks over to your dad and says, uh, All right, boss, uh, you know, my shift is over. Your next butler is on his way in. Uh, is there anything that you want me to do at the, at the factory or anything like that before I, before I go home or anything? Oh, no, not at all, Dante. You've done, you've done perfectly splendid today, as always. Uh, if I ever need you, I will definitely give you a call. Alright, thanks, boss. Um, y'all have a, uh, a good evening. And he, he smiles and 
Uh, looks at you one last time, Kevin, before he shuts the door. But, um, your dad ruffles through his briefcase, finally grabs a small sack, and you can hear some, like, little bits of clanging of glass um, as he walks back over and hands you a sack, and he goes, Now, this is an experimental uh, piece of work that we're doing. We're kind of branching away from just a let uh, from just an electric company, if uh, you know those may come of use to you. To the fact that we do get into dangerous situations, I think it can be very handy. Well, do you, you don't even know what it is, and he smiles. Hmm. I'm going Go to ahead, take a open. look at them. Yay. You, yeah, you you open it. It's just like it's in a large coin sack, basically. So like a a larger than average coin uh, leather sack. So you pull the strings and you can open it up, and you see it looks like little um, vials, but they're in the shape of a cylinder. A canister of sorts that has a small cork on the top. You read the label, and it says uh, "Potion Pop." Potion Pop. And uh, you see that there is a dash between "pot" and "ion," so it makes it sound like it is two words. Uh, you see that there's like fizzy bubbles that seem to rise up from the bottom to the top, almost as if it's carbonated. It's a lightish green. Uh, if you've ever seen, um, like, it looks like watered down Mountain Dew, basically. Rose. Interesting. And so, mechanically, what these are is basically. Dice benders versions of health potions. So by taking these, which you have three of them in there, uh, someone could take them as a bonus action to heal themselves for 2d4 points of health, uh, or you can give it to someone else and make them drink, say someone is uh, knocked out, they're incapacitated, you rush over, uh, it takes a full standard action to uh, have someone drink it from your hand. But, yeah, you guys now have portable Kevins. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate that verbiage. <laughs> and you see uh, your father smiles and he continues as you kind of sew the sack back up and and he just goes... We are uh, we are looking to change the the name possibly. If you can think of anything better than Potion Pop, uh, just let me know. Poor to Kevin. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, could we maybe maybe a healing bearer? Healing bearer. Eh, we'll find something. What it tastes like. Feel free to uh, try some. I've got a few more that I can give to you if you would like before you leave. Okay. Kevin's kind of braced himself and 
pretty much take a shot. You you chug it down. Um, it's it's a carbon. It tastes like a carbonated soda. That's a mix between uh, aloe vera juice. If you've ever had aloe vera juice, it's very refreshing. Um, but you also get a same type of taste, like as I said before, like Mountain Dew. Just um, it's like an aloe Mountain Dew combination, which doesn't sit right in your stomach. It could be because of the carbonation, and it could also just be because you're not used to it. But the taste itself is not that bad. You also taste a hint of uh, cabbage. Um, it's basically a vegan Baja Blast. Yeah. It's not the worst tasting thing in the world, but it will get the job done. Yes, yes, and he, he's smiling anxiously waiting to hear what you said, and as you said, it's not the worst thing, he kind of like, the smile goes down a little bit, but he still goes, Well, I, I certainly hope that that will sell to the to the kids of the city. After it becomes successful, we may branch out into uh, the rest of Republic Nation, possibly into the United Provinces. We traveled on a train um, with a young councilman. Do you have any idea who his name is? And I described the councilman to him. Oh. Yes, I do know him. There's only five councilmen, and uh, you. He sounds just like. Uh... Hold on. Sorry. He, uh, he thinks about it for a second and he goes, Oh, that sounds just like, uh, Rodin. Uh, he's the youngest member of the council. A very young boy, but, uh, has a good head on his shoulders and a good heart. Uh, there's not much else I can say. Currently, he is kind of, uh, somewhat under, uh, Quelo's wing, but... Such is the case for a young buck and a, uh, very... Mature steed. And how long we uh, have Republic City having problems with the um, with the, with, with the Probendus? Oh, are you are you referring to the uh, Bender Revolt Group? Uh, yes. Yes. They, they don't stretch much further than the uh, sector that we know their headquarters to be or working with the police station uh, and, and trying to you know, take them down you know, cut the head off of the snake so to speak and catch their leader uh, they have been a pest to the vine sector since the uh, bending regulations uh, started I understand that and that hasn't been too long either. He. I understand the bending regulations. It's just supposed to keep um, non-benders and benders uh, kind of on the same plane, so so everybody could uh, at least be equal to to some degree. Oh no. <laughs> yes, I, I'm. I'm glad you see that uh, that way, my boy. Most benders feel it as though it is uh, oppressive, but. I can assure you that's not the intention that at least I had when I helped pass it. Uh, it it's just equality. That's that's all the council was trying to go for. Uh, Quelo worded it perfectly to where 
you know, what's best for the nation is to be unified as one people rather than divided into different benders and non-benders. You know, we can now together be working together. That is true. How's mom doing? And you see um, that that uh, walrusy smile that he had as we as you guys were talking about the Potion uh, Pop turns into a grimacing frown as he goes, "Well, my boy, uh, the people down in the Southern Water cities are not doing so well. We're not entirely sure what's going on, but your mother, in the recent years, ended up." becoming the the head of the hospital in our, in our city uh, down there and uh, she I came here because uh, you know being a councilman there were some things that needed to be changed and she stayed because well you know her people need her Looks like this kind of these are things like the white lotus leaves is soft too could be if you have that um, type of uh, sway with them. Um, I know you have Vana. She's a good family friend of ours. You know, the two of you could maybe persuade. Uh, I don't know who your superiors are, but you know, try to sway them to help. I'm sure she would definitely appreciate that. Uh, and as you guys are talking about that, you guys hear uh, the door, the front door slam. Um, almost aggressively, it seems, even from how far away you guys are from the main entrance. The two of you get up and look outside, and you see Jaeger, Taro, and Shang are walking away from the building, uh, as you don't see Yang and Vana. And he goes, well, it looks like your, uh, your party seems to be heading off somewhere. You might want to go meet up with, uh, I know Vaughn is here, so maybe meet up with her. You're right, that's a good idea. And I'm going about on the lane and head right out the door, try to catch it with Taro and Jaeger. Okay. <laughs> um, Jaeger, Jaeger and Taro um, and Sean, as you guys are walking out of the building, you hear the door behind you guys open and close, and you start hearing the pit pat patter of a of a uh, water bending, uh, as his father calls him, young boy, uh, running up to you guys. Uh, Shang turns around and goes, "Kevin, what what are you doing?" <sighs> hey, uh, my father's uh, him and his scientist just came up with a. With a new product, uh, uh, these pretty much act as little healers. Uh, you might need these where you're heading. That's a case you don't have me to heal you. I'll take them. Yeah, give me them. But I will warn you, they have a little cabbage taste to them. Then again, everything in the city has a little cabbage taste to it. Uh, thank, uh, thank a little, um, a bit, uh, 
like watered down Mountain Dew mixed together, and it's carbonated. Mountain Dew. <laughs> it's it's. What is that? I will warn you. It's a little experimental, but it will heal you. Dew of the mountain. Jaeger stares at it How intensely. I'm putting it in my pockets. Because I know I drank one frog. Tara's putting it in her pocket. I'll say, I'll say you, I'll say, I'll say you just had a sip. It's not like you chugged the whole thing down. You had enough to get a taste, so you still have the three that your father gave you. Okay. Uh, giving one to Taro means you now have two. Now that's how they get you hooked. I'm gonna get one, two, Jaeger. Just a taste. You just want a taste, <laughs> don't you? You just want one. What for you, Jaeger? Thank you. You want to take it? I, I'll, I'll, I'll take some, yeah. I'm not taking it right now. I'm, I'm oh, like... like, like physically great. drink it or like take it like out of your hands? Take it out of my hand. I'm not drinking it. Oh, yeah, I will do that. <clears throat> oh. I already did well, that. Well, then. Uh, low five. <laughs> and. High five. Then what for you, uh, sir? I'm fine. And, uh, Sean just walks away from the group, starts carrying on in the path that, uh, the three of them were heading initially. Good luck, y'all. Thank you. Thanks. I'm sure we'll make it far. Out Thanks. the door. We will make it very far out this door. Out this door. Hope I don't die. Kevin heads back. Media um, Wavana and Yang. All right. Hang on. Hang on. Healthy well, weather we're having oh, here. You're still, you're Before still we get started, okay. okay, I just. I just, I just want, I just want to say, um, uh, legal disclaimer, uh, whoever has been drawing fan art of Jaeger de denying food, um, if, if we catch you doing it again, you, you will be banned from the Facebook, you're banned from the Twitter, you're banned from the Discord, you are done. Okay, put a legal, legal dis disclaimer. Our lawyers That's how it's going to be. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. We're coming for you. Don't we're, worry. we're coming for you. Okay, we're gonna get you. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it, guys. Uh, we will that's talk a serious you. voice. Hold on, there's I, a knock on my door. I know Jaeger's yeah, serious yeah. voice. Taro, is it you, guys? That's right. Is it you? Is it me? Oh shit! Oh god! Who is? Who is entering your room? Hello. Bro, this this is getting super sus right now. Dude, what is happening? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> I have no idea. What is this was happening? all something that <laughs> it was all. I don't know. I was I wasn't ready for this. I just started this trying scripted, to go guys, with it. For real, somebody's breaking into Taro's home. Hold on, let me roll to see if I can. Wait, why are you rolling? <laughs> I, no. I got a six. No, a six. Okay, um, that's not good. <laughs> yeah. It's really hoping for a 20. Uh, but anyways. You guys have finally decided who's going into what group, and you guys have split off to try to prep yourselves a little bit before heading out. Um, one thing, 
like the list of things that you guys need to do as the group. You need to figure out uh, where the hideout is if it has been moved. Uh, Vana was suggesting finding some kind of like bar or something in the area that you guys could potentially get information from. Uh, you guys have those jackets, use them. Um, something else, the ultimate objective is to prove your worth, quote unquote, by kind of going along with the game that the one councilman has made. Uh, but is there anything you guys want to prep before you head out? Um. I'm gonna not wear my glasses. Because I'm in disguise now. I'm gonna wear Taro's glasses. Okay. Yeah, I give disguise. my glasses to, to, to Jaeger. Yeah. I put a you bandana give your glasses around to my... Jaeger? Yeah, and I put a bandana around my uh, forehead so I look cool. Cooler, I guess, would be the better descriptor. Do I get a wisdom buff for wearing glasses? Uh, you oh, get no, a half get intelligence buff. Okay. Yeah, you get a plus half. Okay. So if you put on another pair of glasses, you get another plus half, which equals out plus one. Okay. I have but if you wear sunglasses indoors, that's a minus one. Wait. What? Yes. Do you say sunglasses inside? Yes. What if I wear them inside because I have a bright future? What if he's wearing transition lenses? Yeah. My, my The glasses that I wear are transitions. They're very fancy. Uh, so that would mean you get a minus half. What? That's why you Rounded can't down. push through crowds, Taro. You're right. That's why, I <laughs> that's why I couldn't punch you in the face earlier. I'm sorry. Oh, that's what it was, yeah. Yeah, it's the glasses. Okay, so... So, Taro, you are changing your getup a little bit. You're removing your glasses. You're putting a bandana around you to look cool. I'm pretty sure you're wearing the jacket as well. Um, is there anything else that you want to do? Um, I guess I'll like change my hairstyle. I'll like, braid it or something. French braid it. Yeah. Okay. Okay, roll me a performance check. Oh, man. Uh oh. Oh, man. Give me a good um, one. Let's see. It's 12 minus 1, 11. <laughs> it looks okay. <laughs> it, it's not really a French braid. It's just a braid. <laughs> it's just a braid. Yeah. <laughs> okay. A braid of what? I tried. Braid, a braid of, hair. of what? A hair braid. What are you a braid of? Um. And Jaeger, what are you... What are you prepping? Okay, so I'm putting on the jacket, you know, like a human being, and I think I'm gonna razzle up my my hairdo, but like it's gonna intentionally look bad, like I'm a drunkard. Oh, okay. Like I so you're trying to disguise yourself? Yes. Whoa. Okay. Um. For that, I would need a deception check. You know where I put my dice at. Right next to you? 
I am looking. Um, guys, where did I put my dice? This isn't a joke. This isn't funny anymore. Okay, I found it. Okay, uh, 15. Alright. You look like you are either drunk or getting drunk. Yeah! Head of the game, baby. Okay, are we pre-gaming? Right, uh, do you guys want to? Wait, what? Are we pre-gaming? Are you pre-gaming? Um, I, I think, think we, we need to talk to Shang about his disguise first. Yeah. Let's do that. Do we need a... Um, okay. Uh, you see Shang is just like, I wouldn't... I will just stay outside and wait for whatever it is you two decide to do. Sean, you're gonna stick out like like a sore thumb. I can't even think of a proper analogy, but you're gonna stick out real bad. I have never seen someone than Master Sean, don't get me wrong. I think you're great. I have a lot of, well, maybe respect for you. I'm upset that you didn't teach me the snake thing, but you know, you're a real cool guy. He took me in. We gotta, we gotta do a little something. Just get to your point, please. We need you to look different. We need you to look not like you. We need you to look like somebody who isn't OP and can hurt everybody. Yeah, be less intimidating. And that be might be you. a little uh, hard for you. We need less Dick Wolf and more uh, Bob Ross from you. Less mm -hmm. Dick Wolf. Yes. Do you understand? Because I don't. <laughs> he's like, he, he's like the guy with like the coolest name, but he... with the most boring mannerism. <laughs> <laughs> you see, uh, he looks over at one of the mirrors. And, like, tries to tousle his hair, looks at it for a second, just shakes his head no, and puts it back, and looks at his clothes for an incredibly long time, and then, like, puts a jacket over his robes, checks himself out a little bit, and then looks back at you guys, and is like, is this good enough? Perfect. You look like an undercover cop. Can I can I can I give you this handkerchief? Can you just put it like somewhere? Handkerchief, please. Maybe put yes. some grease in your hair. An eye patch, right. maybe. Eye patch. I'm already blind in one eye. Oh yeah. Well, Handkerchief that handkerchief <laughs> <laughs> Like All right, the, he, the, like he, he grudgingly <laughs> grabs the handkerchief and ties it around his neck and goes, Is this good? This is beautiful. Thank you. We'll work with this. Excellent. And he he puts the the hood on over his head. And is like, I will follow you. Okay. Taro, lead the way. I do that. She does that. 
All right, where are you going? Uh, um, I guess Let's like try. the same street as like the or the old pro bending arena, and like see where we can hear people be drunk. Some sort yes. of sketchy road. Vine district is that is that where it is? Let's find the, the shadiest closer. alley as humanly possible. Some amount of shady, yeah. Okay. Uh, you guys head down into the Vine District, uh, because you know that's where the most shady of all shady happens. And kind of travel around a little bit. You're getting a lot of looks, or sometimes Shang is getting, like, giving looks back, intimidating looks. The people kind of look a little worried and wander off. Uh, but you guys steer him and make sure to just keep his head down so he doesn't give away him. Uh, you eventually come to this, looks like a semi-rundown uh, bar that's surprisingly on the edge of the vine sector and the middle sector. Uh, it's, I will say afternoon, it's probably like two or three uh, when you guys get there. So it's not that busy. You have some kids that are running out that have like some candies and stuff like that because you see that the name of this uh, little bar is uh, Brigard's Place. Uh, walking inside, you see that there's like a little arcade section off to the side. Uh, it looks like less of a bar and more just kind of like a hangout spot. The the arcade, arcade spot on the side. Uh, they definitely have Galaga, and they have Space Invaders. Yes! Uh, you also see a couple pool tables, and there's a few tables there that have Pai Show. Uh, people are playing that, but not too many. You've got about three or four people all um, throughout this place. One of them is sitting at the bar, drinking already. The person behind the counter, uh, you can assume his name is Brigard, but you don't know is uh, polishing off a cup, just kind of absentmindedly nodding to the person that's talking to him at the bar. Uh, you've got a couple uh, a couple of the people in there are children playing in the arcade area trying to get, like, tokens. And you see that the bar separates halfway from being a bar that sells alcohol, or may look like it'll sell alcohol, to, like, a little... Uh, spot that people can give out those little tickets and win their prizes and stuff like that. It's all connected to the same bar. Uh, the person behind the counter uh, looks up, sees you guys, and he goes, Hey, welcome to Brigard's. Hello. Fine, sir. Hello. I am a man of thirst. And also, a man of vision. And I was wondering if you could help me with both. I cha-cha well, real smooth over if you there. sit down here, I could... <laughs> you cha-cha you cha real smooth over there. Yeah. Uh, a couple people give you some odd looks. Shang is used to it. Uh, Taro, I'm assuming you sit down with them too. Okay. Okay. I'll take that as a oh, yes. No. <laughs> Taro. 
I'll I'll take that as a yes. Um. Oh, okay. Uh, you guys sit down at the bar. He pulls out some drinks and he goes, "All right, what can I get you?" Oh man, I didn't think I'd get this far. Um, I would like a cup of your finest cactus juice. I'll take Moonvine whiskey, please. Uh, he looks at you guys and smiles, and he just goes, I mean, I don't normally sell that the strong stuff during the day, you know, when the kittens can come in here and stuff like that. So uh, I can only do light things for you guys right Is now. Is it really the day? Uh, it's afternoon, yeah. Oh. Well, it's 5 p.m. on the Fire Nation. Nudge, nudge. Hey, amen to that, brother. Well. I'll just take a cider. All right, one sitter, and he hands it over to you. It looks like it's just like a plain, crisp apple. Beautiful. Surprise me. Surprise you. Okay. He pulls out the exact same thing. Okay. Are you surprised? <laughs> I am shook. Wow. I never expected this. Yeah, I'm pretty good at surprises. And he just gives you a wink. Alright, so you said that you're a man of thirst and a man of vision. How else can I help you? We're... On the hunt. Wink, wink. Ah, the hunt. Yeah, yeah. He, he winks back. And I say, we, I, we're just looking for some like-minded individuals. And we were wondering if you knew where we could find such individuals. Wink, wink. Can I go over mm. and hit and play pie show with someone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you can get up and go over there. You see, Shang is playing pie show with someone. Uh, he obliterates that person. You can tell by the board, and the guy just kind of gets up, throws some coin onto the table, and leaves. So you've got Shang uh, if you want to play pie show. Oh no, Taro, oh, don't do it. I don't think I want to go against Shang. <laughs> You'll lose all your money. I don't have much left anyways. Um, maybe I'll play pool then. Shang <laughs> uh, looks at you. Shang you see him and... <laughs> <laughs> he, he sees you begin to walk away and he goes, What's the matter? You don't want to play a good game? I'd rather not get beat. I get beat by now. I, I, no, <laughs> sorry, no. All right, I guess we can play ourselves a little game of billiards. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. C come join me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. He gets. Was there up, anyone else uh, in this bar? <laughs> 
Yeah, you see a few kids are playing in the arcade section. Uh, there was the one guy playing Pai Show, and then the one at the uh, at the bar. But there's not many, too many other people since it's still just early afternoon. There's not a lot of people in here. Yeah. Okay. And uh, uh, he grabs all the balls and gets them set up in the triangle and very sternly rocks it so that they're all in a nice knot with each other, puts it directly where it's supposed to be on the billiard table, and goes, Are you solids or stripes? Stripes. Uh, in meantime, or meanwhile, uh, you've got the guy uh, behind the bar talking to you, Jaeger. And he goes, oh, you know, I, I know plenty of people, plenty of guys that, you know, could get you around uh, whatever you're looking for. Uh, by the way, my name is Briggard. Ah, you're Briggard. I've seen your name somewhere. <laughs> yeah, uh, specifically Briggard II. My dad opened up this place back in the day and, uh, you know, kind of carrying on family tradition. You know what I'm talking about? I do. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I can tell you're a man of uh, of great vision, like what you were saying. Yeah, I see many things. I had 20-20 vision last year. Uh, yeah, you know, I went to the doctor and he told me, you know, one of my eyes got a little messed up. I'm at 20-21 now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's real bad <laughs> now. That's so good. <laughs> The amount of meta here just broke my brain for a second. <laughs> but he Taro, like, he kind of leans in a little for cool. a second. <laughs> Whoa. Shang is like, what are they talking about? What is going on? I wish I knew. Uh, but you see, Brigard. <laughs> uh, Brigard leans in close, but he's like, all right, listen, man, like, I see the jacket. So, you know, I gotta ask, you you with uh you with the lady or what? Come on, quit beating around the bush. Just tell me what you're looking for, man. Well, I wanna be with the lady. I won this thing in a card game, and I figured why not play the part? Why not join them, you know? I wanna see what they're all about. So I just wanna find them, and a worst case scenario they can have their jacket back. Yeah, more than likely they're gonna get, they're gonna get that jacket back one way or another, and uh, you're probably not gonna like how they're gonna do that if you're not part of the game. Well, I want, I want to be, you know. I just need a push in the right direction. Okay, roll me a persuasion check. Okay, where did my dice go? Why do and, I put it over here? Why and, I can't see it? <laughs> and Taro, roll me. Uh, roll me an attack roll uh, with, if you beat a 10 you're able to knock one of the balls in 14 I got a, I got a nat 20 nice plus 6 oh. <laughs> alright so Jaeger you definitely pass your thing Taro you said you got a what? 14 Alright, so you're able to knock one in. Go ahead and roll another attack roll uh, with the uh, AC now being 11. 15. 
Nice. You get to roll again with the roll of 13. 10. Uh, see, you knock two of them in, back-to-back shots, looking real nice. Shang looks, uh, almost genuinely impressed, if you even knew what that looked like on his face. Uh, you hit one of the balls, it just barely misses and bounces off to the side. And you see Shang just kind of looks at you with this look of unamusement, and he goes, Alright, this is my turn. You're hard to please. You have no idea. Um, going back... Well, I guess I can roll for him real quick. So, attack roll one. He rolled a four. So, <laughs> I know he has perks and stuff like that, but I'm just going to do it like that. Uh, he rolls a four and misses. Uh, looks at the ball, looks at the stick, and is like, this uh, This must be a faulty stick. I'm sure it is. You want mine? Want trade? No. It looks like that one is just as faulty. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Def- yes. Yeah. Yes, just... We'll go with that. Take mm-hmm. your turn. Yeah, just... Yeah, the, mm-hmm. the ball... Hit, hit the ball with this with the stick, yes. And she's nodding, like, yeah, mm-hmm. That's so crazy. <laughs> um... So, with Jaeger, natural 20. You see the guy kind of looks around a little bit, and he's like, you know what? I bet you they like your style, you know. Uh, having the balls to even wear that thing out in public, too, and you're not even part of the gang, that's, that's pretty sick. Um, the lady that you came in with, I see she has a jacket, too. Uh, I take it she's the same way. You guys are just trying to fit in the crowd, huh? Yeah, sir. All right. Tell you what. Are either of y'all uh, earthbenders? Uh, she is. Okay, well, that's good. Because, uh, their hideout. And he, he rubs his, his mouth like he knows he shouldn't say this out loud. So he grabs a piece of paper and starts writing. Uh, but he says out loud, you know, the hideout is, uh, it changes every every day and uh you know stuff like that so i don't know where it is today but uh, i can tell you this this whole week is earthbender time you know they they're getting earthbenders together and kind of competing with each other you know just like a a game amongst them you know kind of like this by show and the the pool and all of that stuff but uh you know they like to fight since that's kind of what the gang thing is i can't really tell you where they are because i don't know but it's a good thing you've got an Earthbender with you because it's Earthbender's week. And as he's saying that, you see on the paper, it says, um, go down to old, uh, Bending Arena, use senses to find tunnel underground. Ah. Yeah, so you know, I'm sorry I can't really help you out on uh, finding where the place is, but hey, you know. At least there's that. They they may like your style, I don't know. You know, you helped me out enough. I think I'll have another cider. Alright, I got you. you, uh... Hey, you know what? As a, as a thank you to you for being you, I got a little something 
Uh, I'll give you double cider. And he pulls out uh, oh. a bottle. He pulls out a bottle of um, cabbage whiskey and pours you a glass real quick and pours one for Taro and sets it down and just gives you a wink and slides it over. You're the man. Hey, you know, firebenders, we got to stick together. You know what I'm saying? Flamio, bro, man. Hey, Flamio. Hot man. And Shang is like, is he drinking on the job? It's not my business. <laughs> <laughs> Tara, go ahead and roll for uh, another attack. The attack uh, would be, what was it, 13 on this one? 15. Nice. All right, go again. This is 16 now. 16. Perfect. You barely... it. The way you do this is more of like a trick shot. So, like, you go and you hit uh, the ball towards one of the holes, but it starts to spin in the other direction. Shang is already, like, prepping himself to go for his turn, but it bounces off one of your balls. Uh, they split, and it goes into another one of the pockets. Nailed it. And you see he has a genuine, like, look of impression. Like, he's impressed. I'm waiting for Shang to yell slop. Slops! <laughs> And Taro, go ahead and roll again. This was 16 now. Eight. I only have luck twice. All right, now. you missed that time. You missed that time, but he still he still has that look of uh, being impressed, and he goes, "You uh, you used to play this, didn't you?" I mean, yeah. Family used to do it a lot. Hey, I see. And he goes to make his shot. Well, he got an 11, so he makes that one. Uh, you see he walks around the table, analyzing the... Um, the he analyzes it, seeing where his next hit is going to be, and he goes for it. It's a 13. It's nice. Uh, so he's able to knock in a second one. He walks around. This hit should be 13 is what he has to beat. He got an 8. So he hits one, tries to do a trick shot the same way you did, and ends up just knocking one of yours in. So you've only got one ball left. Oh my <laughs> Which, yes, guys. Listeners, I know that there's more than just five balls on each side, but whatever. Actually, I think there is only just five. I don't remember. Whatever. Play pool, you know, so. in this world, pool is played like this, okay? Don't at me. So, Taro, go ahead and. 15 balls. So that would be seven. Yeah, yeah seven of each plus the eight ball. Yes. Yes. Uh, but all that's left now for the sake of time, Taro, you've got the eight ball left. You've got all the others in. So, for this, it will be a DC 17. Oh, man. Nope, 14. Ah. You go and you hit. Um, the the white ball actually misses the 8, comes back, hits it off to the... Uh, it banks off of the bridge into the ball. It starts to roll and barely gets to the pocket and then stops. Man. 
and as that happens, Shang just kind of looks, uh, looks at the whole thing. Uh, Jaeger, you've got your information, uh, and Shang just kind of goes, alright, it sounded like they got their information. You should probably get on out of here. Yeah, I guess. I dramatically put the, what is it called? The stick back into the thing. A little forcefully. Okay. And you see he puts his in. Um, something that you notice as he does, you see where his right hand would be to like position and try to hit the ball. You see a little like scorch mark where his hand was. Like he was getting irritated that he wasn't hitting the balls right. And uh, it left an impression. Oh, wow. oh man. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Someone's a little competitive. But he... He doesn't. He doesn't pay it any mind. He just walks over to the uh, the bar, uh, stands awkwardly behind Jaeger, uh, waiting for you guys to leave. We got what uh, we need. Yeah. Yep. I think our a boy here set us up pretty well, and I put. I leave a. I leave a good tip for him. Hey man, you know I appreciate that. It's uh, it takes a lot of money to, uh, you know, get new uh, pool cues. You know what I mean? And he yeah. looks at Sean. Got a pretty competitive earthbender here. I I pat my wink wink my bicep. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah, they're gonna you're gonna do good. You know, you guys. If ever you guys want to come by and hang out after hours or something, let me know. And he leans in and goes, after hours just means that the kids can't come in and it's time for the adults to have some fun, you know what I mean? Ah, my favorite time. I'll see you around, friend. Hell yeah, man. And he goes in for a predator handshake. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> you predator handshake him. Shang just looks at Taro confused, like, what is this? He does this sometimes? I don't know. Interesting. And uh, Shang, realizing that this is the end, walks out. Uh, I, will I also do that. Okay, you guys head on out. That's where... From there, that's where we'll end the episode. Oh, good. Even better. That is so great, Yang. I Why? really appreciate your contributions to this uh, gift chat. There should just be like okay. a gift chat. So, gift chat. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. I got, I got thank something you, to announce. Oh, okay, cool. I got big plans. Okay. Big fat plans. Okay. I can't give away the name. I can't even give away where to find it, but this is big. It's big plans. Two big plans, actually. One of them will be directly D&D related. The other one will be like a little side thing that I'll be doing with another buddy of mine. So stay tuned.
Oh, is this what you told me about in Hint one time? Yes. One of them is, yes. Well, that's awesome, man. Yeah, keep us updated. And then um, we will let the entire world know when whenever this releases about it to listen in if it's something that you are putting out on the internet as well to kind of share it. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that was good. It was good to get back into this. Um, uh, I don't have anything to plug. Um, so I will just say thank you, everybody, for listening to this. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, um, what else? YouTube. You can listen to us on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, which I highly recommend and implore you to put in a review. One star, five star, whatever you want to do in between, that'd be awesome. Um, you know, the, the character classes are a Skeptic Frog's creation. Uh, the world of Avatar was created by Reich, published by Nickelodeon. All credits for music and sounds will be found in the show notes. And as always, everybody, subscribe for more shenanigans. I like the part where we split the party again. That's my... <laughs> I love it. I like that, too. I like how every time we split the party, it's been my idea. I'm just saying that splitting the party is one of my uh, character's there will, perks. We will never go to a city without splitting. Yeah, secretly, he's the undercover leader. Y'all might think runs this shit, but it's really me. <laughs>